0: Hey everyone, good morning. I want to welcome you once again to Toronto City Church. I'm so glad that with all the things you could be doing right now, you've chosen to be here with us, whether you're part of the TCC family, whether you're tuning in as a guest, we're thankful that you're here. We're excited to be connecting as a church family and we're looking forward to what God is going to do today. We've got a busy Sunday today. We've got lots going on today. Number one, It is Communion Sunday, so if you don't have your communion elements ready yet, I'd encourage you, grab the crackers, grab the juice, whatever is working for you in your household context, and make sure it's ready so we can take communion together at the end of the message. Secondly, being the first Sunday of the month, it is also Healing School Sunday. So I'm really excited to be sharing another word with you to encourage you and to encourage us corporately in the healing power of God, in pressing into the supernatural. Third, we are getting ready to start another TCC, We Pray Week. So as you know, this year, the first week of every month, we've been setting aside time to fast and to pray and to seek God. And so I want to encourage you, join us this week. It's really going to flow out of this message, flow into what this month is going to be all about. But join us. Pick a day to fast. So Monday to Friday, pick one day. I mean, you can do more if you want to. Pick a day to fast. We're going to have prayer calls at 6 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. You can tune into those and join us as we seek God together as a church family. And so Communion Sunday, we've got Healing School Sunday. We're starting off at TCC We Pray Week. And finally, last but not least, and I'm very excited about this, but we are also starting now in May, we are starting and launching into our Legacy Month. Now, what is legacy? Well, legacy, the actual definition of the word, is something tangible that is built, that is passed from one generation to another. And so when we do Legacy Month here at Toronto City Church, it's a month where we take time to talk about to dream about, to focus upon what God wants to build here at Toronto City Church. What is the legacy that Jesus is building? What is the legacy that you and I have the opportunity to partner together, to work together on, to build, and to move forward in advance what He is doing? And so all of this month, we are going to have a legacy focus. Matthew 16, 18 says this. It says, And I tell you, you are Peter, And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on, wherever you are right now, I want you to say he will build his church, right? Jesus is building his church, family. Jesus is building his church in the nations of the world, the big C church. Jesus is building his church here in our city. And Jesus is building the local expression of his church here at Toronto City Church. He is building his church. In the midst of everything going on in the world around us, in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of all the craziness, in the midst of all the the difficulties and all the different things that are happening, Jesus' promise is that he is building his church. And he is building us even in this time. And so part of what we're going to be doing this month in Legacy is we're going to be dreaming about, again, not just what we want to build, But what is Jesus building in Toronto City Church? How can we be part of what he is building? And we're going to talk about this all month. And then we're ultimately leading up to a legacy offering, which is going to be on June the 6th. And this is going to be an offering where we have an opportunity to sow into what he is building here at Toronto City Church. Now, let me say this right off the beginning. Because number one, our church family, you guys, we rallied to give an incredible offering for our First fruits offering back just at the start of the year. Secondly, I know it's been a challenging year for many of us. So here's what I want to make sure, even when we're talking about our legacy offering, that you hear from me right off the top. This is about hearing God and obeying Him in this season. I don't want anyone in this church family to feel pressured over money, pressured to give, Pressured, kind of into you know, you know, uh, kind of stretching themselves in a way that God wasn't asking them to. That is not the spirit of what we're about. We are going to be talking about legacy, we're going to be talking about where God's taking us, and we're going to have an opportunity to sow and to give. And, like we always say, I want you just to pray to hear God and do what He tells you to do. No no, no pressure, no, no arm twisting in this. It's just pray, hear from God, and then do just what he tells you to do. Because we're a family, we're a team. And in different seasons of life, different people are in different places to give certain amounts. And if we just obey God and we do our part, we're always going to hit the mark that God's called us to. And so we're going to be doing that, but also I'm excited because I'm excited for the spirit of faith and the spirit of sacrifice as we give in this legacy offering. And we're going to be sharing some more, especially in the coming weeks. We're going to be sharing some more about some very specific things that this offering is going to go to help cover, and I believe you are going to be very inspired and very excited about the spirit of what we're going after together. So that's what legacy is going to be all about. This week, we're going to kind of tie legacy and healing school together. Next week is very important because it's Mother's Day. And so Pastor Sharon has a very specific word that the Lord has given her for us as a church family. We're going to take care of that. And then the following week, we're really going to dive into legacy. So I know there was a lot of preliminaries today. There's a lot I was talking about, but I really wanted to make sure we laid the foundation. Let's, Let's lock and load. Let's jump into here. We are talking about healing school, and we are talking about what God wants to do. And so you know, we're talking about this whole element of legacy. We're talking about what God is building in Toronto City Church, what he is building in our lives. And I believe that one of the things that he has called us to build, one of the things that Jesus is building, that we get to partner with him on, is building a house of healing. Come on, wherever you are right now, I want you to say a house of healing, right? One of the things that I believe that God is doing, it's stirring in my in an even greater way, stirred in my heart in an even greater dimension is what He is doing and what He wants to do in the area of healings and miracles and signs and wonders. Jesus is building a house of healing here at Toronto City Church. And even as we're doing these healing school Sundays, as we're taking opportunities to pray for people, even with our school, the Spirit, and our prophetic teams and leaning into the prophetic and the supernatural, all of this is part of what He's building. But He is building a house of healing here at toronto state church now we're used to hearing about a house of prayer for all nations And that is something that is very dear to our hearts. That is also something that we are very connected to. But he wants to build a house of prayer. But being a house of prayer, one of the things that releases, one of the things that engages us with or empowers us to enter into even more is a house of healing. And so, as part of the legacy, right? Remember, legacy is what you are building for generations. And part of the legacy of what God is building here at Toronto City Church, part of what Jesus is building in his church is He is building us as a house of healing. Come on, wherever you are, once again, I want you to say house of healing. House of healing. He is building us as this house of healing. You know, over the past year, and really it's been a year and several months now since we started these Healing School Sundays, we have focused on so many different areas, particularly so many different scriptures about healing. We've talked about the fact that the Lord is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord who heals our sicknesses and diseases. We've looked at the life and ministry of Jesus and healing. We looked at Acts 10.38, 1038, which says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who was oppressed from the devil, for God was with him. And so we've talked about the fact that healing was very central to the ministry of Jesus. Furthermore, we went beyond that and talked about the call for us as believers because sometimes people say, yes, well, God is the God who heals our diseases. And Jesus went about healing, doing good of all those oppressed. But that was God. That was Jesus. But then Jesus gave us authority And he gave us power as his followers to go and to lay hands on the sick and to see them recover. We see this in Mark 16, 15 to 18, what's known as the Great Commission. And so not only did he walk in healing, but he called us as his followers to walk in healing. Furthermore, when we look out through the early church and we begin to move through the book of Acts, we see in the book of Acts that healing was an everyday part of what God was doing through his church. It was not just for Jesus, but it was for all those who would be Christians or Christ-like ones. And then furthermore, as we track throughout history, yes there were ebbs and flows and yes there were ups and downs, but we see the Holy Spirit working in the place of supernatural healing throughout time. And even in this day that we're coming into, I believe we're hitting a point where we are going to see such a powerful move of healing. We're seeing it throughout the nations right now. I mean I know sometimes we get very focused on what's happening in Canada or what's happening in the United States. we can be very North American centric but even if you go into the nations right now you go into what God's doing in South America you go into what God's doing in the continent of Africa you go into what God's doing in the continent of Asia man one of the things you will see is just incredible healings but I believe that God is bringing that in a fresh way to us here back in North America and he's looking for people who will have this heart to say yes we want to lean in to be a house of healing And so that's what we've been doing, and that's what we've been pressing into. Even as a church, over this time, we've reflected on the different words that God has given us through the years. You know, there was a word from a number of years ago over Toronto City Church that prophesied and declared that we would be a church of multitudes, of miracles, and millions. That we'd be a church that reaches the multitudes with the good news of Jesus. That we'd be a church that sees incredible miracles. And that we'd be also a church that sees millions of dollars come in. Not for selfish purposes, but so that we can turn around and give those millions into advancing the kingdom of God. Furthermore, we've had numerous prophetic words over our church family about just a healing anointing that was going to be here. Words over myself, over Pastor Sharon, words over us as a congregation that this was going to be a place of healing. Furthermore, I remember Cale Mumby was with us a number of years ago and he gave us a word, just several years ago actually, that this would be a place that people would even in the future come to before they went to the hospital because they heard that this was a place where there were miracles and healings. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not against the hospitals. I'm thankful for the hospitals. And we want to do everything we can to support and bless and stand with hospitals and doctors and nurses and front care, health health workers. God will work through them. The wisdom that they walk in comes from God. But in the middle of it, that there's a place where people say, man, I'm sick right now. And instead of just thinking, let me go to the hospital, they think, man, I hear there's a church where people are getting healed. And my prayer, guys, to be really honest, is they we don't just hear about one church where people are getting healed, but they literally hear about churches all throughout our city where there is healings and where there is miracles. These are just some of the words that God has given us, some of the words that he's spoken over us. And part of if we're going to lean into legacy and understanding what Jesus is building, what Jesus is doing so we can build alongside of him, we want to what the Bible calls wage war with the prophecies that have been spoken over us. We want to wage war with the scriptures and the word of God. And then we want to wage war with the prophetic words that have been spoken over us. And so God is calling us, and I even believe in a fresh way, to wage war with these words that have been spoken over our church. But guys, on a larger scale, to wage war with the words that have been spoken over the body. We are part of His church. We are part of what He's building. We're not in competition with each other. We're not trying to do better than another church. We're all on the same team. We all serve the same King. We're all part of the same family. We are all advancing the same cause. And so part of this heart, and I believe God wants to grow with us even more in this time, is it's contending for the words that have been spoken over our church, but it's also contending over the body of Christ. We want to see an outbreak of healing signs and wonders and miracles, and even if it shows up in another church down the street before it shows up here, that shouldn't matter to us one bit because all that should matter to us is that the name of Jesus is lifted up and that the kingdom of God is advancing and then we are happy to do our part because this is not about putting Toronto City Church in lights this is not about putting the name Brendan Witten in lights this is about lifting up the name of Jesus in our city in our nation and in the nations come on somebody say lift up the name of Jesus We're lifting up his name. We're pressing in for multitudes, miracles, and millions. We're pressing in to be a house of healing. We're pressing in to be a place where people who don't even know the Lord are hearing about this as a place of healing, and they are coming to it. And so just on this theme of waging war with the prophetic words and waging war with what has spoken over us, recently someone sent me and shared with me, actually it was Don Brophy, one of the amazing leaders and members of our church here, but he sent me a word that had been given by Kenneth Hagin in 1983. So this is going back a little bit. This was in 1983, but it was a word that he was giving about a coming move of God. And even as I read this word almost 40 years later, again in 2023, it'll be 40 years after this word was given, I felt such a quickening in my heart that said, these are the days we're coming into. These are the days that we're stepping into. This is the move that we're stepping into. And so really simply today, even as we talk about waging war with prophecies, I want to share this word with you. Because I believe this is a word that even though it was given, 38 years ago, is a word that's just as fresh in the Spirit right now. And it's a word that is just as fresh that God wants to speak to us. Let me read it to you. It's a little long, so I'm going to read through it, and then we're just going to talk about some of the things that this speaks to us. So it said this. This is what Brother Hagin said. He said this, in this move, in this move, in this move that is about to come, and even you're on the edge of it right now, it will be altogether something new that you have never seen. It'll be a combination of everything you've seen put together and then plus a little bit more. In this move of God that is just about to spring on you, there will be a manifestation of the casting out of demons that you have not seen yet. Now some have drawn back from casting out demons and the Spirit of God said, I began a move along that line a few years ago and men aborted the move They mix some of their own thinking in on it and they tried to control it and do it according to a pattern and according to the way we think it ought to be done. But you haven't seen anything yet of what you're going to see in dealing with demons. For demons are let loose on the earth. They're going about as never before because they know their time is short. And so in this multiplication, This advance of demon activity, there will be an activity of the Holy Ghost. Demons that have harassed men, demons that have held ministries in check will leave. You have not seen yet what you will see in the area of dealing with demons, casting out demons, exercising authority over demons. And we're about to step into it, like you step through a door into another room. And secondly, the Spirit of God says, you have not seen the revival of divine healing that you are about to see. Oh, yes, you saw those that I raised up. You've seen men and women mightily used by my spirit. I sent them forth as a pilot program to try and train you. But many just looked at them and lifted them up. And some of them were lifted up in pride in the anointing left. Some became money-minded and they lost the anointing. But there will arise a group in this day that's a brand new breed. They will not be greedy of filthy lucre. They'll not be wanting to attract attention unto themselves. They would care less whether God uses me. They would rather that God uses you. And God will not just use ministers. He's also going to use laymen. And there will be a revival of divine healing such as you have not seen in your lifetime or read about or heard about, saith the Lord and a revival of the supernatural. Not only the supernatural in casting out devils, not only the supernatural in healing the sick, not only the supernatural in speaking in other tongues, but the supernatural in the realm of the seen realm. Men will see the glory of God. A cloud will hang over certain congregations, even the church building, for days at a time. And everyone who passes by, sinner and saint alike, will say, what in the world is that? I've never seen anything like that. And there will be in other places the fire of the Spirit. Oh yes, in the Spirit realm, some of us have seen it. In the Spirit realm, we've been conscious of the fire of God. But the fire will actually come into manifestation. And there will be people, sinners as well as saints, that will see fire all over the heads of the people. And there will be people driving down the street or down the highway down the 404, that's not the word, that's mine, in Jesus' name, and they'll see fire on top of the buildings. And they'll come and they'll say, what does this all mean? But you see, the Lord will use signs of His presence to bring people in the last days, into the fullness of His Spirit and into full salvation. And signs, signs, what kind of signs? Miraculous things in the realm of the Spirit. And they'll be manifested in the realm of the physical. And the glory of God will fall. The power of God will be in manifestation. And men will, and women too, will even be transported like Philip was and found in another place. And great, great, great shall be the reward thereof. For the Lord God is the same God today as He was yesterday. His power is not diminished. And His name is still the same. Today He can make an iron axe head to float. Today, he can divide the river for two men to cross the other side. Today, he can feed 5,000 with a little boy's lunch. He is the miracle working God. Brag on him, lift him up, draw attention to him. Tell about how great he is. Get up in faith and tell what great things he is going to do and he'll move and he'll keep his word with you and many shall be astonished. Watch this now. But the greatest miracle of all is that there'll be so many fish caught in the net that the nets can't hold them. There won't be church houses enough to hold the people. For the purpose of it all is that you may be fishers of men. Can I just say that again? The purpose of it all is that you may be fishers of men. Hallelujah. Quit fishing. Quit fishing in your bathtub. There's not any fish in your own bathtub. Get out where the fish are and throw out the net, not the hook the net, and pull it in and bring them in. And the glory of the Lord shall shine and the end time shall come. And you'll stand in the place of ministry that you've not stood in before. And will stand in a place that's been ordained for you from the foundation of the earth. And if it were to be, if it could, if it could, if it could be told you, if we're able to tell you in human language what will transpire in your lives, your mind would not be able to comprehend it. It would almost blow your mind. But you'll see it you'll rejoice in it, and you'll be glad in it. It's just out there, a little ways in front of you. Be faithful. Be joyous. Remember our 21 days of joy? And rejoice in the Lord always. He will bring it to pass. Many shall go and tell the story, and His great glory show. The power of God in manifestation shall be the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit. Into full potential shall come ministry gifts, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and teacher too. They shall flow as one, one body, one spirit shall go forth to conquer and do his deeds and great shall be the reward thereof. Thank him, give glory to God. Now let me tell you one last word of wisdom and advice. Be conscious of a mighty move in your spirit, wanting and desiring to do the will of God, but don't try to do it yourself. Watch this. Just learn to relax and flow with the Spirit. Don't try and figure it out in your head. What does He want me to do? Just learn and relax and flow with the Spirit. He will take care of it. It will take care of itself. You don't have to worry. You see, moving into that place of ministry or whatever it is, whether it's full-time ministry, pulpit ministry, personal ministry, or whatever your place is, the body of Christ, moving that place is fueled by prayer, fired by the Spirit, and ignited by His glory. But you see, if there's no fuel there, there's nothing to ignite. But you see, it's like a furnace. There's a pilot light that fires the thing, and then when the whole thing becomes ignited, the heat flows out. Can you see what he's saying? Fueled by prayer, fired by the Spirit, and ignited by His glory. Hallelujah. You see, if there's no fuel there, there's nothing to fire. If there's no fuel, there's nothing to fire. It's fueled by prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's the finishing of that word. Isn't that good? I don't know about you, every time I read that word, something in my spirit just comes alive. Guys, I believe more than ever that this word is something that the body of Christ is getting ready to step into. Yes, we're in a season where there's challenges, and yes, we're in a season where there's difficulty, and yes, we are in a season where there's shakings, and the shakings are going to increase, but in the middle of the Your foundation is in Jesus Christ. Even though everything around you may be shaken, you will not be shaken, right? The light is going to shine brighter. Yes, the darkness will increase, but the light's going to shine. Yes, the challenges will increase, but the power of God is going to come forth. And I believe that God is calling us, even when we talk about legacy. Guys, this is not just about building a building, building some nice facilities, having some nice programs, even though we're going to have facilities and we're going to have programs. This is about being a people who are walking with God and who are walking in the power of God and who are walking in the glory of God. Who are the people who are going to rise to this? Who are the people who are going to say yes to this? You know, just five key takeaways from this word as I bring this to a close that I want to encourage us in because I believe it's part of the legacy that God's called us to. Number one is deliverance. God is calling us, and even over the next several years, is going to be moving us into a whole new level of deliverance. Now, I know there's been some weird things around deliverance. I know there's been some spooky, pooky stuff out there that's just been kind of crazy over the top. But guys, the spirit realm is real. God is real. Satan is real. Angels are real. And demons are real. And God is bringing us and wants to bring us into a fresh place of bringing deliverance and freedom to people. I am thankful for doctors. I am thankful for counseling. I'm thankful for psychology. There's a place for all these things. But guys, let me say it really straightforward. And again, I'm not against counseling one bit. I personally have had counseling. There's a place for it. But you can't counsel out a demon. There are certain things that are demonic and they need to be dealt with. I'm not just talking even about in people's lives. I am talking about in our nation, in our city. God is raising up a fresh deliverance movement. And we, by God's grace, in the name of Jesus, are going to be in the middle of that. We are going to be a church of deliverance. Not only that, but we see from this word the divine healing. When Brother Hagen was referring to those who raised up before, he was very much referring to the voice of healing revivals that was in the 40s and the 50s. It came out of the time of shaking where there was the Great Depression, and then there was the Second World War, but emerging out of that, there was an incredible healing revival that literally went across North America and went to nations of the world. But God wants to do even more. I'd encourage if this sparks in the Spirit for some of you, go research some of the healing revivals. Research the voice of healing revivals and all that happened. but as you research it, expect that God is going to do even more. We're going to be a house of healing. So we're a house of deliverance. We're a house of healing. Furthermore, a house of the supernatural signs and wonders. The fire of God. The glory of God. Now what's that going to look like? What's going to happen with that? Guys, I don't even know. I am not going to try and put it into a box. I am not even going to necessarily look back to try and figure out what it's going to be. I'm just going to put my faith out there and say, God, we need your power. We need deliverance. We need healing. And we need the supernatural. And whatever way you want to do it, Lord, we say yes. Come on, if you're with me, say yes. Come on, wherever you are right now, say yes if you're with me. And so it's a house of healing, supernatural signs and wonders. But I love this too because you heard that part where it said the greatest miracle of all is souls coming into the kingdom. Guys, that's what this is about. And I believe even where we are right now, even in the challenges that we've been facing, the, the year that we've been through, that people are hungry for the good news of Jesus. People are searching for spiritual answers. People are looking for God. Now, now they, they may not know the words to use, They might not use this language, but their spirit is crying out. There's a hunger and a thirst. And God is saying, I want to work through. Yes, deliverance is part of it. Healing is part of it. The supernatural is part of it. But what we have to stay locked in on, we're talking about legacy, we're talking about building, is that we are not a cruise ship Christians and a cruise ship church where it's about just having a fun time and making sure we're all comfortable. But we are rescue ship believers and we are a rescue ship church that says we are here. This is not ultimately our home but we have a home in heaven and right now we are here to do the will of the father and we are here to reach as many people as we possibly can and I just heard this word Put out the nets because a harvest is coming. Put out the nets because the harvest is coming. That is what we want our legacy to be. That we were a church that did everything we could to reach as many people as we possibly could. To get the gospel as far as we possibly could. So that, as I believe it was Reinhard Bonnke used to say, that we would plunder hell and we would populate in the name of Jesus. But last but not least, it said this. And I love this. He said, it's going to be fueled by prayer, fired by the Spirit, and ignited by His glory. Right? There's all these things that God wants to do. But it doesn't just happen automatically. God's looking for people who will give themselves to prayer. That's why we're doing things like these weeks of prayer. And can I just take a moment to encourage you? There's a whole group within our church who've really engaged with the week of prayer and engaged with what we're doing, but there's been a whole nother group. And I'm not even saying this like trying to get on people's cases, but just for different reasons. You haven't quite clicked into it. Can I call you to join in with us this week? Can I call you to take a day to fast? Can I call you to jump into prayer? We need every single person on board, right? We need all hands on deck to be this rescue ship. And it starts in the place of prayer. And so there's no condemnation if you haven't been involved up to this point. But I just want to encourage you, join us. Let's be people who are fueled by prayer, fired by the Spirit, and ignited by His glory. This is the days. We're coming into incredible days, guys. And God is building Toronto City Church. Jesus is building His church. He's fashioning us. And He's preparing us to be part of what He is doing. Will we be those who say yes? You know, just a couple days ago I saw something from Tim Keller on Instagram, that really stuck out to me. And in closing, I want to share this with you. He said this, up until 1900, there has never been a fast-growing revival in a non-Western pre-Christian country. Then there was the Korean Presbyterian revival in 1907 and the East African Anglican revival in the 1930s. There was never a renewal movement of monasticism until there was. There was never a reformation until there was. There was never anything like a great awakening until there was. There has never been a fast-growing revival in a post-Christian secular society. But every great new thing is unprecedented until it happens. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Matthew 6.18 There is not a reason to believe this promise has an expiration date. Guys, just as we bring this to a close, and we are gonna do communion and we're gonna pray for healing and manifestation of the supernatural in just a few moments. God wants to do something unprecedented in the coming days. Come on, say unprecedented. Just because it's never happened before, or just because we haven't seen it in our time, doesn't mean it can't happen. And I'll just that word kind of connecting with the prophetic word. Maybe you're listening to some of that. You're going, man, that just really seems out there. That could we really believe for that, guys? Listen, it's unprecedented, and then it happens. And God is bringing us into a time and a place of un unprecedented things coming to pass. I'm reminded of a verse that actually was given. There was a small group of us in a prayer meeting in the very early days of doing a youth drop-in center many, many years ago. And I remember this word that came forth from Habakkuk 1 verse 5. And I felt this word just again remind us and re us. I'm sure this word has been spoken over many of your lives in different ways, but it's Habakkuk 1 verse 5. It says this, the Lord replied, look around at the nations, look and be amazed for I am doing something in your day, Something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. Family, Jesus is building his church. There is He's building Toronto City Church. There is a legacy of what he is building. And I want to invite you. I want to encourage you. I want to call you. I want to challenge you. I want to see you inspired today. Let's join Jesus in building his church. Let's not just reap the benefits of his church. Let's not just be made comfortable by his church, but let's join him in rolling up our sleeves and building his church. Let's join him on that rescue ship where we're out, not where it's safe, not where it's easy, not comfortable, but where we're reaching people with the gospel. Let's be willing to sacrifice and to serve and to lay down our lives and to give to be part of building his church. Let's commit to partner with him. Come on, wherever you are right now, just as we close, say Jesus is building his church. Come on, somebody say legacy, right? It's not about what we're trying to build. It's about us seeing what Jesus is doing and us partnering with him. And so I want to call you and I want to encourage you, even over this month. This is the next week. We're going to have a great Mother's Day focus because that's so powerful and so important. And then the following week, I'm going to be back sharing with you more about legacy, share with you more about what I believe Jesus is building in Toronto State Church in this time and how we can join him and how we can be part of his doing. So it's going to be an amazing month. It's an amazing time. But even this week, you know, one of the ways we join him in building is through prayer and intercession. He's our great high priest. He intercedes for us day and night. And so when we give ourselves into a place of prayer, we are partnering with Jesus in his important work of what he's doing. And so this week, I want to invite you, join us for the week of prayer. Pick a day to fast. Get involved in the 6 a.m., 7.30 p.m. prayer calls. You can get all the information online. We're going to send out an email today. But I want to encourage you, come and join us in this. Come and join us in Jesus building his church. Let's partner with him in the place of prayer. Let's have an amazing start to this Legacy Month in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, here's a couple things as we go here. Number one, I want to make sure I give an opportunity to anyone who does not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We're talking about the greatest miracle of all, and the greatest miracle of all is being born again. It's not talking about physically being born again. But Jesus, when he used that phrase, was talking about our spirit being transformed, the real you, right? The real man, the real woman on the inside, being transformed, being born again. And Jesus came, and he wanted us to be born again, and he, that's what he came, that's what he came for, right? The Bible teaches us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from that love because of sin. Because of sin, now are we separated from God in this life, but we're separated for eternity. We, we, we deserve judgment. And I'm not pointing the finger at you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. All have sinned. All have fallen short of God's standard. And because of that, the wages of sin is death. Right? And there's this punishment that comes. But, right, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. It says, Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus came. He died and he rose again to give us eternal life. He came to forgive us. He came to set us free. And he came to to, to give us a new life to walk with him. And so if you're watching this today and you're not right with God, today's your day. Today's your opportunity. Don't wait one more day. I remember hearing someone say this and it really resonated with me several, several months ago. It said the devil doesn't have to get you to say no to Jesus. He just has to get you to say not today enough times. Don't say not today. Don't say no. Give your life to Him today. And so if that is you, if I'm talking right now, I'm going to lead in a prayer and I want to invite you to pray with me and join with me. And even if you are born again, could you just pray along with me in a spirit of faith for all those who are giving their lives to Christ? And then we're going to finish this prayer and then we're going to take communion together and pray for healing in the supernatural today. So say this to me. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin and I commit my life to you. You are my Lord. Forgive me. Fill me. Free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed your prayer and you meant it, can I ask you one more thing? Could you just click on the button that comes up on the screen and could you let us know that you've done that? We want to pray with you. We want to encourage you. We want to stand with you. I know sometimes people think, well, I just prayed a prayer. Is it that easy? Yeah, it's that easy because the Bible says all who call in the name of the Lord will be saved. God's not trying to get people out of heaven. He's trying to get people into heaven with Him. And so if our heart is right and we call out to him, he will always meet us. And if you have prayed that today, the Lord has met you there. Amen? Amen. Please let us know. We want to pray with you in Jesus' name. All right. So before we go, we want to make sure we're going to take communion together. So if you have your elements, get ready. I'm going to be back in a moment. If you don't, go get them quickly. We're going to have a brief pause. I'm going to be back. We're going to take communion together and we're going to pray together. Alright everyone, well, we now have the amazing opportunity to take communion together and to remember our Lord and Savior Jesus and what He did for us. You know, I really, I want to encourage you because it can be so easy, and I, I say this quite often, but I try to remind myself of it regularly. And I try to remind you as a church family, it can be so easy for this to become a tradition or just a, a routine thing that we do and we lose sight of the power of it. Right? Jesus, when He, when he You know, gave us this this powerful, uh, you know, uh, symbol of remembering Him. He was not just uh, trying to give us something to kind of add to our church services. Like there is power in taking communion together. You know, when we talk about the word remembrance, again, it's not like, oh, I forgot, oh, I just remembered. No, it's, it's talking about that where remembrance is where you stop and you take time to reflect and focus on and remember. Right? In a very significant way, what someone has done for you or what's happened. So that's really the spirit that we're taking communion in together again today. And then we're going to remember Jesus and we're going to pray for every person for healing, for breakthrough, for deliverance. Whatever the need is, we're believing God is going to meet you there. And so let's first take the bread. The Bible says that the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, he broke it. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Whatever you eat this, do so in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread and let's eat it together in remembrance of him. scriptures also say you took the cup so this is my blood which is shed for you for the remission of sins whatever you drink this do so in remembrance of me let's take the cup let's drink it together today in remembrance of him amen let's pray together father we come before you today in jesus name and we thank you so much for jesus. we thank you for his Broken body. We thank you for his shed blood. We thank you that Jesus, you took the punishment that we should have received, the judgment that we should have received, you took it on yourself. And you took it on yourself so we could be free. You took it on yourself so we could be forgiven, so we could follow you, so we could spend eternity. With you, And so we are so thankful for that today. And I pray, first and foremost, for a fresh revelation in each one of our hearts of the power of the cross, on the power of what you've done. And even as we reflect on the power of the cross, and the power of what you've done, we thank you today, right now, for healing, for breakthrough, and for deliverance for every person. We thank you for the finished work of what you did on the cross. We thank you that you meet all of our needs according to your riches and glory. We thank you that by Jesus' stripes we were healed. We thank you, Jesus, that for this purpose you were manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, to every person under the sound of my voice, Father, we pray for healing. We pray for breakthrough. We pray for deliverance in Jesus' name. I particularly feel a strong anointing on the area of deliverance where the enemy has come to try and bring bondage, to try and bring depression, to try and bring oppression. We speak deliverance now in Jesus' name. We speak freedom now in Jesus' name. We speak healing now in the name of Jesus. This is not in our own strength. This is not in our own authority, but this is by His stripes And so whatever the sickness is, whatever the disease is, whatever the bondage is, you need to go now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just thank you. Even in this moment, God, we commit ourselves that we are going to press in deeper. We thank you for the legacy of what you've built. Not that we're trying to achieve it because we know that you've already done the work, but we are yielding in a greater way. But we are also hungry and thirsty to see even more of this. And so Father, I thank you right now. Come on, if your heart is, this, you want to grow in this, you want to be even hungrier corporately, this would be a legacy it would build. Just say yes to the Lord right where you are. Even just raise your hands, put your hands out like you're receiving something. But just create that altar before him right now. And so we speak it today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you for hunger. I thank you for a thirst. I thank you for a fresh Heavenly focus in Jesus' name. But once again, Father, we thank you right now for the Holy Spirit flowing. Healing in Jesus' name. Deliverance in Jesus' name. Freedom in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we love you. And we thank you for this. God, I thank you that there's just certain things that even today, God, just today as people go through their day, there's going to be a shift and a change. And we believe you for that supernaturally happening. In Jesus' name. And everyone agreed with me said, amen. All right, well, as always, it's so great to be here with you and to spend time seeking God together. Again, we're really excited, looking forward to this week. As I've mentioned to you several times, let's jump into the school of prayer. Let's get, excuse me, the, the week of prayer and just what God's doing. Sign up online, get involved And then let's continue to seek God even as we come into Legacy Month. There's going to be a whole lot more we're going to talk about in a couple weeks. I'm going to share with you more about even the Legacy Offering and the targets and some of the things we're believing God for. We're so excited about that. Next week is Mother's Day. Pastor Sharon has an amazing word that she's bringing. You don't want to miss it. And definitely want to have an amazing weekend celebrating moms. We miss you. We love you. We are so looking forward to when we can be back together. Yes, it's been a long season. And it keeps kind of seem to be stretched out. But this too is going to pass. And we are looking forward to the legacy of what God is building, what Jesus is building here at Toronto City Church. Amen? All right, God bless you. Have a great Sunday.